And it is the With Lime podcast here again. Paulie G, I'm your host, of course. You can find me on Facebook, Paulie G Sports. Sports coming back soon, so more relevant for that, but for this very podcast as well. And, of course, on Twitter, at listen to Paulie G, P-A-U-L-I-E-G. And uh, with Lime regular, Ryan MS back with us doing the hard yards. Ryan, how are you, mate? Yes, very good. Hard yards. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. Well, we're very grateful to have you on board. I think, um, I don't know if you caught last one, we got to cross to the US with um, Ben Tompkins over there in Aspen, Colorado, but um, they're opening up, but they're in a lot more trouble than us, of course. Um, But a chance, I guess, today to just talk about how the Australian cases are going, the reopening steps, a lot of movement since we last spoke. Um, in regards to opening of well, certainly New South Wales now encouraging not that they ever close the borders but they're encouraging people from interstate to come for tourism means and really a big adjustment on what we heard over the Easter break where people couldn't move anywhere to now saying please come and please um, basically spend your money yeah well that's right uh, they seem to be the only one um, that is willing to uh, you know, have have other people in. Um, mm. And look, I, I can see their point of view um, in terms of, you know, the amount of new cases and in uh, that kind of um, statistics that they and data that they'd be using. Um, but I think the other the other side of the coin is the other, and it's a lot of the other states have just said, no, we're just keeping closed for the time being. And I, I think that's fair enough as well because um, they want to keep the... They want to keep the virus out of the area yeah. or slow the slow its spread and all that kind of thing that we've heard time and time again. So it is a tough thing. People need to uh, – we need to venture out eventually, but um, at the same time, everyone's everyone's a little bit concerned about that, that, that second wave. We're hearing a lot about the second wave. We might get into that shortly. Certainly in the last few days – cases have been decreasing again after a bit of a spike a few days ago where we got into the 20s a couple of times um, perhaps um, even with these reopenings perhaps we're not really getting, getting that impact yet it could be probably the 14 days I guess um, from from the weekend just gone um, when we'll really know yeah I think so and I, I think that's that's why they put a minimum of that three weeks. Um, at least the federal government has um, for the for that staged reintroduction of everything. I, I, I think that's a you know, I guess a smart way to do it to just measure up what's what's happening um, in terms of spread um, when people start venturing out more and becoming a bit more integrated once again. So yeah. Um, some interesting other things when you talk about we've talked about herd immunity on past. Um, Shows, but we're hearing in America on on one of their um, ships, the the Navy ships, five um, crewmen have recontracted the the virus. So I mean, it's not a guarantee that the testing was accurate. I guess you could say they might have always had it, but um, a bit alarming to suggest that some sort of herd immunity is is a definite. It, it, it does seem that now that perhaps that's got to come under some debate. Yeah, look, absolutely. I don't think there's enough 
uh, I've said it time and time again, I don't think there was enough data to say mm. that you could, that there was or wasn't, um, you know, enough antibodies after you had coronavirus to ward off another another bout of it. Um, I was listening to NPR actually today, um, just out of the, uh, you know, luckily out of the blue sort of thing, and they were talking mm. about that, how they had... Um, in in the US um, before it was sorry not the US in Italy before um, it was actually confirmed that there was a case they did some blood work they've done some blood work since and uh, about 7% of people had some kind of antibodies in there of the current for the coronavirus so it may not have been COVID-19 per se but there's a fair chance that it was and people had already had it and then recovered without knowing what it was, as opposed to, you know, just being yes. a bad flu. Yeah, and we did hear that and one in France where they did go back and analyse, you know, the, the blood and the other things they had when they took the test initially and they did find one case positive in the middle of December for COVID-19. So we know it's been around a longer than, than actually was first thought. How much longer? Who knows? What countries? Who knows? Certainly the borders as far as Australia to the rest of uh, the world, probably needs to be closed, remain closed. Um, as far as our whether we've managed to sort of somewhat eradicate it, um, we will only know that in the next few weeks. And some of these um, easing of restrictions and now the opening, the reopening, I guess you'd say, is really going to test that out, Ryan. It does feel like a lot of announcements are coming on the back of one another. Um, obviously, the schools, which we've talked a bit about in past episodes, but the um, allowing of bigger gatherings and now the travel aspect, certainly by the next school holidays, they want people to be travelling around. But is it all just a little bit too soon? Uh, that's a very difficult question to answer because in my personal feeling is that for me, yeah, it's a little bit too early. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more caution but on the other side of the coin there's a lot of people who are really suffering because of this um, financially uh, and I'm not saying that oh that you know I'm not equating human life to to um, you know a financial number I'm just saying that these people like in the tourist spots even if it's just you know domestic tourism uh, you know really are uh, feeling the pinch because no one can go anywhere um, Obviously, places that, places can, you can now travel in your own state for a number of areas. New South Wales, obviously, is the exception to that, um, where they can travel or, or they want to travel anywhere or have people travel to them. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's a little bit too soon, but I'm, I'm a bit more of a cautious person, person a mm. bit more risk-averse. But then again, I don't have uh, any skin in the game. Mm. What for for for, yeah. for the you know for the opening making, and what um, I just wanted to ask um, personally: Are you taking advantage of these easing of restrictions, or are you still keeping a pretty close bubble, pretty pretty things just when you need to go out, etc., etc.? Are you still working from home, for example, and how much are you getting out and about compared to two three weeks ago? Um, still working from home. Um, our our officers said that they will um, go with the federal, um, the federal phase steps. So they, that as long as they say you can work from home when you can, then we will. Um, you can ask to work, go into the office and work, and they will let you do that. 
um, but it's all a personal choice kind of thing. Um, and obviously all the um, social distancing restrictions apply. Mm. Um, if, for example, 50 people wanted to come back to work at once, they probably wouldn't allow that and the, things like that. These um, these 1.5s will remain for quite a while, you'd think. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, as for seeing, ex, uh, seeing others... Um, been basically just keeping it um, close to family that's nearby. Yeah. Um, although last weekend saw friends of ours that we hadn't seen since I think it was December. Yeah. So um, it's yeah, it's slowly you're slowly starting to venture out a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been going to the going to the shops. It wasn't for a frivolous reason, but um, like going to like one at like a major shopping centre and mm. on a Friday night it was uh, quite eerie because. Well, basically all the shops are shut because there's not many people there, so there's no point in them being open. Um, and then even when the shops that were open, you had to – it's like, you know, it's I guess a bit like um, back in the good old days when you had to wait outside a pub or a nightclub. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's like, you know, you're at capacity of eight people, so you yeah. have to wait out the front. The shop, the sh- each shop has a different idea and capacity and um... – yeah, I've, I spend a lot of time on the weekend just waiting outside a shop, socially distanced. <laughs> <laughs> My partner went in and did the thing. I had a good excuse to not have to. <laughs> yeah, it's do a good, all it's the a good plan. I, I think we can lean on that for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> um, certainly, I know I talked about it on a couple of um, podcasts ago, but I'm back at work and we're getting temperature checked. Massive amount of social distancing. The kitchen's been redone. A maximum of two people allowed there and in the bathrooms at any one time. Um, some of the desks have been placed off limits, so there'll be more gaps between people that are going to be sitting there. And, and a lot of the people will, will continue to work from home. Um, it will just be sort of core core staff coming in, pretty much. Um, if you're not required to be in, you're not going to be in. And I think a lot of offices will take this approach, even with these easing of restrictions. That there's no need to take um, unneeded risks, really, in regards to this. And you know, winter is, is it's certainly been a lot colder the last few days here in Australia, in much of Australia anyway. And um, winter is sort of well on its way, and even here in some aspects. So we, the, the, the fear of regular colds, regular flus, which may not occur as much as they have in the past, uh, past flu seasons, just because we are, you know, being socially distanced, we're washing our hands more regularly, uh, we're taking better care of ourselves um, from a hygiene perspective. Um, but still there is that risk of, of these sort of things um, occurring. And I, I feel like, Ryan, the big test is in these next few months. If we get through this winter, then perhaps by the time we're coming into warmer weather and, and we might be able to really um, be able to sort of um, get around a bit more freely. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that assessment. It's These next couple of months are really going to be the key. Um, and we're going to know, like, I think we'll know before then. Um, if it doesn't work, absolutely. Um, but as you said, to know that it actually has worked, we're going to have to wait that full period of time to know that, yes, okay, now we can intermingle, you know, cross borders, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, and even at that Australia stage, anyway. I think they'll probably introduce that, that New Zealand to Australia bubble. Yes. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. The other one's probably not to a vaccine. Could be something worth chatting about on next week's shows because we're hearing a lot around the world about vaccines, but that's probably something we're not 
going to um, get for some time yet, no matter what you make of all these different talks uh, around uh, mainly the US, I guess, but uh, I think in France, I think, um, you know, in South Korea and China, there's things going on. South Korea, I think, had done a test recently uh, as well. So sort of interesting to maybe chat about that. We have a question. Um, this is from one of our regular listeners, Amanda. She's wondering about, um, I guess, with the environment and some um, improvements to the environment, shall we say, with all this lockdown and not as much fossil fuels being used around the world. And an obvious, it, it appears obvious that it's had a positive effect on the environment. Why are governments uh, not focusing more on renewable energy now that the direct implications of burning fossil fuels has on the environment? Um, the only <laughs> thing I could think of is money. <laughs> that's, the only yeah. way, that's the only thing that really talks. And if they've got a vested interest um, in the fossil fuels, which we all know that they do, um, that they'll try and continue to work that. But I think just as, a, as an aside to that, the actual cost of um, oil um, is actually like still at a negative price, I believe. Mm. So it's costing it's costing those people more money to hold it than it is. You know, they need someone else to take it off their hands. Yeah, um, and that's because no one because the because of the downturn in people moving and using their cars, it, it gives you an idea of what people can do as consumers to change that. And yes, that's right. And, and it does go to show why perhaps people do want reopening around the world even when some countries aren't ready for it because there is the powerful um, fossil fuel organisations probably saying we need to move this on, we need to have people driving again. Well, I, I think it's part of that and I think all those, all those kind of multinationals and all that have, you know, various interests um, in, you know, in just financial markets in general, so... I think yes. this is yeah. It's bleeding them, um, not the not the guys at the be, at the pointy end that you know no no financial issue would affect them. But uh, yeah, uh, it, it's starting. They're starting to feel the pinch a little bit, and especially they they you know they like the Russians and the Saudis started the oil war just as this hit. Mm. So it was probably not the smartest move by either mm. of those two. Ryan, we've reached the end, but um, what's happening in the world of Haddonfield Horror uh, this week? Well, this week um, we've got a um, got a movie called uh, Becky that's coming out soon. It's um, it, it's got Kevin James in it, so it's the old uh, comic takes a dark turn kind of film. Um, so he, <laughs> it he plays a, a neo-Nazi, and um, he's after a. Uh, as, uh, not a small girl, but a teenage girl who uh, looks to turn the tables on him and his, uh, and his, and his gang. You're asking a lot for um, us to, to take faith in the Kevin James movie. Oh, oh, look, I'm not saying it's any good. I'm just saying that it's out there. <laughs> All right, where can everyone find you? Um, at HaddonfieldHorror.com or um, on Twitter at HaddonfieldHOR. And you can find me on Twitter as well at listen to Paulie G P A U L I E G or on Facebook Paulie G Sports. Give us a like there. Thank you, Ryan, very much. We'll talk to you again uh, very soon, no doubt. And in the meantime, yep, no take worries. care. And that is it for another Widline episode. And we'll catch everyone next week. Bye for now.